Hello and welcome to the Greenhouse Live. It's been uh, some time since we were we were uh, talking after a game, Matt. Uh, welcome, welcome back. It's uh, it's been a long break, hasn't it? And there's been a lot happening in the world, but uh, it's been good to have the have the footy back on, and 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 what a really good win to to kick off the return um, going down to Melbourne, twenty two six, big big win. Really good performance, I thought. Yeah, look, we were talking about it earlier that um, you know Kobe Bryant's death is going to go just down as another thing that happened in 2020. So for it to be 10 weeks since the last time we sat down and did this, it's been a long time. But we've got the wood over Melbourne at the moment with three trips to Amy Park and three wins. So um, good times to be a Raiders fan. Yeah, it was. Look, it was, it was a very good performance, a very <clears throat> a very professional performance. I thought again, uh, Matt, that you know. Uh, to third game out of, out of three, obviously, it's been a long time in between the the second and the third game. That uh, that uh, hold on, what's happening? There? Just let me get a message here. I think we're having issues. Can't see your face down. Um, so sorry, just, just trying to get this all working. We'll be able to practice here. Uh, yeah, no. Look, um, third game in a row where we've only conceded one try. I think mm. I think it's been six points in every game, but it's certainly been yeah. one try. Um, to do that again, to do that against a team like Melbourne, I think they were just talking on Foxtel then that we had something like uh, forty-three tackles in our in the opposition twenty. We defended. We did. We yeah. We, we defended. We defended forty-three. Twenty-seven, of those 27 of those in the half. second half. So um, again, a real workmanlike performance. I thought as far as. We just controlled the game. I thought we made a, made a couple of blues towards the end there where we, we just made a couple of bad decisions. But for the majority of it, it was just very, very solid. And that, that goal line defence is fantastic. Yeah, look, um, we dodged a few bullets in that game. I think that that Pappenhausen one in the first half where um, we all thought for all money that he just stepped through and wander in to score. Um, it didn't happen. Um, but we, when we got the ball back, we dropped it. And we so so shot ourselves in the foot, and I think we did that thing with the Horsburgh offload. We got up the other end. He tried to offload the ball. We shot ourselves in the foot. We just defended three sets on our line. Hodjo not only strips the ball, but then fires a forty twenty. The first thing he does is kick the ball on tackle three. We shoot ourselves in the foot. But premierships are won, and we've said this a few times, and we definitely banged on about it last year. But premierships are won on your defence and the way you defend error. And today we were rock solid. Um, I know the Fox Sports guys basically said that um, the Storm had nothing, no other weapons, no other sinks to throw at us. So um, uh, Big Nelson decided to try the grubber kick as a Hail Mary sort of play and even that didn't come off. So um, this team has a steal about them. Um, You know, and I said that after we saw them at the, the launch, that all of them just had that yeah. something about them, something in the gaze that just was, this is going to be a relentless season from us. And three wins from three wins. We're at the top of the table. We're joined the Eels um, up there, which is great news. Um, and, you know, we'll see where we end up because we've now got a whole stack of games in Sydney. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of games in Sydney. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about 
those issues. Um, and we'll talk about a lot of things coming out of the last couple of months. But uh, and just if, um, first of all, I just want to say the pressure's on. I think, Matt, I've just had a look. The amount of people we've got watching, I think, oh, is a record that we've ever had at this point coming on. So it's 1.3 million watched the Eels Broncos game. I'm yeah, sure. I'm too sure, man. We've quite got that many, Matt. But, but uh, I think it might be a little bit less than that. But, but uh, no, we seem to have a lot of people watching, which is great. So it's really, really pleasing that. Um, that uh, we've got a lot of people watching, and it's fantastic that we can come back. We talked about this at the end of the, the um, or at the end of that second game. That obviously it's very frustrating. Greenhouse Live, it was designed specifically to be doing it from outside the ground straight after the, the game. Um, for obvious reasons, we're not doing that, and and we won't be able to do that for a little while. Hopefully, that'll be shorter time rather than later, and, and hopefully um, Peter Valandis will. Um, kick that long pretty pretty strongly, but we'll talk about him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. Well, if it's on him, it's probably yesterday, but which I would tend to agree with. But anyway, that's another debate. But um, yeah, it is it is um, it is obviously disappointing not being able to be there. But but it is good that we can actually share this again with with plenty of Raiders fans. So really encourage the comments. Clearly, we're not standing out in the cold without getting ready to go home. So we've got probably forever to go through your comments as well. So um, love to go through all of those, and and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about all the issues the last couple of months with within um, rugby league and and go through that. So, um, but if we just go right back to the to the start of the game, I just thought it was just a really solid performance early on. I think. We really saw the coming of age. I mean, he was very good in the first two games, but the real coming of age of George Williams tonight, as and I think that'll be all the talk. Um, you know, there's been a little bit of talk in the media about him. Obviously, Raiders supporters have watched it closely, but I think that'll be talked about as the breakout game for him with with two uh, really really good try assists to set up tries and also some really really good defensive. That hit work. on Pappenhausen was phenomenal. That'll yeah. that'll be going the hit of the year kind yeah. of. Category. So when we get to the back end of the year, George Williams will be hitting Pappenhausen in the list of things to choose from. I'm sure whether he wins it or not, I doubt it, but it'll be there. Well, tag of the year, tag of the year will be hard to beat. Joe Tarpany is one that saves the try on uh, Pappenhausen. Uh, no, Seve, Seve uh, towards the end there. Um, we'll get to that towards the end of the game. But but I just thought just really solid, and I thought right from the right from the start, our forwards hit up really well. So I thought Papali, and I thought Louis was was good early on. I know Steve will be falling off his chair. Um, about that, he doesn't normally like wrapping him, but but um, I just thought they were solid early on. Horsburgh as well up the middle. We 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 hit a lot of balls straight up the middle tonight because once uh, Soliola and Gula came on, same sort of thing. Heavily, um, same sort of thing. We controlled that, and we seem to have been able to do that. And when you do that, we've talked about this a lot over the last few years. You then earn the right to be able to spread the ball a bit, mm. and then we were able to do that. Um, the first try with a with a really good uh, pass um, from George Williams to to Jordan Rampana. I mean, that goes to show a lot of things have changed over the last couple of months. We was he was uh, going to be playing well, rugby in, pass was in Japan. No, that that, that was the the, um, the second one. Oh, sorry, the first try wasn't Williams setting it up. It was, it was White, quick, wasn't it? it? Was yeah, quick hands it was from Croker. What, uh, I mean, White White and across to uh, to Croker and then mm. and then to set up. Rapana, so that was fantastic for mm. for Geordie's confidence coming straight back. Um, Might have even been his first touch. I think it probably was his first touch. Um, coming back into the side, perhaps not a hundred percent fit still, and um, and I think there was probably that that worry. Probably if Simonson hadn't got hurt towards the end of the week, Geordie maybe would have played. Whether he would have been that bench player instead of Oldie, I'm not sure. Um, but 
we would have seen, uh, I think, Rapana only play part of the game. He ended the end, I think he played the, the full 80. I know Rip Oldfield came on at the end, but I don't think Geordie went off. But but really good for his confidence to, to get that try early, get back, and you could just see the players lift around him as well. Oh, I yeah. mean, he's he's a very, very popular player within the squad, Geordie. Yep. And um, and I think he'll get better as 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 the as the season goes as well. Um, just just with that, so um, I think he's still got a little bit of fitness to, to go. Um, yeah, but... you can see that. We we notice on that kick restart where he yeah. ran it back from the dead ball line. He got sort of three quarters of the way there, and he looked like he was blowing. So yeah. um, and he was certainly blowing in that last ten minutes. He got cramp and a few other things. So yeah. obviously there's some fitness issues there for him. Obviously he had that trip away for. Japanese rugby and then of course he had he probably had a good solid three months where he didn't do very much to even fitness wise and I suspect that that last three weeks of crammed fitness and crammed football related restart would have hit him pretty hard well I suspect I'm not too sure exactly when he came back into the country but I suspect he actually probably had to do that um, he did the, that, four, he did the, the 14, 14 days. days. Yes. That might have been before you had to do them in, in the hotel but you had to do 14 days at, at home and, and obviously when you're an NRL player um, as we saw with a couple of other cases, you don't want to be um, yes, getting caught out with that. Yeah. Um, this really has been a time for Dibidovers, let me tell you. But, um, but mind, not those guys. They probably put their own crime on on, on internet. So, um, but uh, yeah, I think that um, he probably was a little bit underdone. But really good start. And then we saw the George Williams uh, pass, that Harbour Bridge pass to to Kotrick, um, which was a really good finish from Kotrick as well. But but George Williams, that's the sort of style he plays. I've said before, he's not going to be a controlling halfback. He's not a Sam Williams type or a, or a um, Cooper Cronk type, um, that sort of thing. We'll see Hogson try and do a lot of the right. controlling because um, White's not really that either. Mm. Um, and, and Williams will just be uh, given a bit of space to, to run and to create like he did today. Yeah, well, uh, the other thing that was really good about that second try is we just weathered the storm against the storm yep. at our own end. We'd managed to defend the set. We got up the other end after they made an error and we punished them. It might have even been a six-again situation on a late tackle and yep. then got down the other end and we punished them. But as far as George Williams goes, you probably remember me saying, I think he's more Luke, Luke Keary yep. than he was any, any other descriptive player. I mean, he's... he's He's a ball runner. I mean, if you watched him in the Super League, he, he was a run-first guy that's got enough ball skill to yeah. do other things. And I think that's what Luke Keery is. I think that's what Munster is. I think that's what Jack Whiten is. Um, we are actually playing two five-eights. Yeah. Um, and our halfback is actually our hooker. And I think that's the way the modern game is kind of going these days anyway. But, but that's, that's our setup. And um, on a couple of occasions, he was given plenty of space and he was able to pick what he, whatever yeah. he wanted to do and... He finished both times. And, and he is one that can really find the holes, and he's, he's actually quite strong. So he's a little bit like Blake Austin a little bit when he was at his best as well. And mm-hmm. probably could argue maybe he was a bit more willing to pass than what Osto was. But, um, that uh, yeah, he, he um, you know, he's, he's very, very good at, at, at finding the holes, and, and, and that's what he's able to do. I thought we were very good at times. You know, Munster is a very, very dangerous player in attack at finding holes, but he also gives you a chance when he's in the defensive line, that that I think that if you can isolate him, uh, he doesn't always move that well to make that tackle and, and you can actually drag a few guys in and, and we did that a couple of times. We did and we've, we've done it. We did a pretty good job on him when we had the ball. I think when he had the ball, we were a little bit dusty, but um, in the end of the day, he didn't, he didn't win them a game. He didn't damage us too badly, so we'll take that as a win. I was much more worried about Pappenhausen, but I think he shot himself in the foot a couple of times, so we were a bit lucky. 
So, so talking about Pappenhausen, who, who I thought he and Munster were the two that looked very, very dangerous, and and they certainly got back into the game yeah. after we got twelve points up. I think that that disallowed try. We both said at the time the only way if that had gone up as a try, the one where Pappenhausen sort of came out of his hand. If that had gone up as a try, I'm not, I've got no doubt they would have given it. Yeah. The fact that it went up as no try meant that there was, you know, it was very, very line ball, and and I think they weren't willing to to change that on field decision. But but that very much could have gone either way. And then and then that they they kept having plenty of possession. We made a couple of blues. Curtis Scott, I think from memory, dropped one, um, and I think it was really just a weight of possession. And eventually, Fanukin went over. Mm. Um, at we that point, the, we at that point, the entire set before that try too. Yeah, at that point, it looked it looked like we were we were battling a bit, um, but then that try just before half time, uh, I'm trying to remember who scored it. Clockstead uh, under no Nickel Clockstead. So yes, sorry. Okay, yes. So, so again, George Williams again finding a hole, and Nickel Clockstead, who's who whose positioning all through the game was just first class. I I thought he had a fantastic game, Nickel Clockstead. I thought he was in the right position every single time, both offensively and defensively. Always. That's that's yeah. one of the things we've all said about him since the day he arrived, is his positioning is spot yeah. on. He never he never seems to be in the wrong place. He always seems to show up when something bad happens, he seems to be Johnny on the spot. So um and he can tackle. I mean how yeah. how does how does a Klockstad, I'm guessing Klockstad's 90, high 90s kilos. How does he oh, stop Bromwich at, at 110? Yeah, 150? yeah. Well, that, 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 tackle mean, that's, that's on, that tackle he did on Bromwich was, was, was amazing because Bromwich with a bit of space just sort of normally barges over. And, um, yeah, uh, I, I, I'm not too sure. I doubt he'd be, that, I doubt I he'd be high that, 90s. I think I he'd be probably he'd be mid, high 80s 90s. or low, low 90s. But, uh, yeah, but but certainly giving a lot of a lot of weight there. Um to, to Bromwich, who is very mobile as well. So, um, yeah, he's he's not one just to try and barge over. He's actually you know, got a bit of a step a, on him as well. Work, yeah. um, but yeah, very very good. I mean, look, I, I don't think the Storm were at their best tonight, and I think that, not. I think that they will get a lot better. And I, I, but we played extremely well. And then so to get that to get that try just before half time was massive. And the, for us it did, time. and then of course the, the second half went without scoring until until the the last try. But I thought we again controlled it really well. We had to do a lot of work on our line, but we looked very very solid. And we had a couple of magnificent try savers, like the Tarpany one, which I mentioned. Um, but for the majority of it, we were very very solid. We controlled it, and. We actually controlled the game very, very well until we probably got the last couple of minutes where I thought we made a couple of bad blues. I thought with about 10 minutes to go when Horsburgh tried to offload, when we'd got the penalty, we'd got up to to uh, their defensive 20. 10. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a um, song on Foxtel, if anyone's got Foxtel on at the moment as well. We won't turn the sound up because Steve has a heart attack if we do that. Uh, but... Um, We've got. Uh, then we did the forty twenty. Yeah, sorry, sorry, early. sorry. Let me just go back. So, so Hogson, uh, sorry, Horsburgh, Horsburgh doing the um, the offload was just unnecessary on the first tackle. Where at that point we wanted to try and build it. I kept saying that was the time to go for field goal as well. Yeah. Uh, and then we we went down the other end after having and then having to soak up a fair bit of pressure. That might have actually been the one where Tarpany did the did the tri-saver, actually. And and we then get a, what is a fantastic kick from Hogson. 40, well, he did 20. the strip first. Strip, did the strip. Then the 40-20, and then kicks on the 
third tackle to shoot himself in the foot. So he did two great things and then a dumb one. Yeah, and I made the I made the comment that at that point we want to see Hogson with the ball, with his hand in the ball a lot because he's the one that will be steady to get us home. And we then get the so we then get the forty uh, twenty. We're in great field position with about five minutes to go, and then we kick on the first. Now God knows why we did that, and I think look Ricky's look uh, showed that uh, as well. <laughs> he was impressed. Like, you know, that was, that was the time to really just sort of control the game, you know, wind the clock down. Um, Hell, set up for a field goal. Yeah, exactly, oh. exactly. So those, those things seem to create a strange move. But then, then another really good move down the, down the side there. Curtis Scott came out. Kotrick's kicked back into the middle and, and Tarpany uh, second, coming across too. That second Kotrick kick reminded me of the one at, was it, was it Leichhardt or Campbelltown where he socketed it back inside for Geordie at, against the Tigers? Uh, no, the, yeah, it was at Parramatta, but yeah, oh, that, that yeah. game last year. But yeah, it was. yeah, it was. It was, West, yeah. Yeah, yeah that um, it, it, was, it was a really, really good kick. Um, Tarpany did really well to, to get there. Um, and that and that put the icing on the cake. And I'm not too sure. I think we've probably seen that Josh Papali won't be kicking for goal too often. Um, you oh, know, that, that was a. Oh. I mean, fair enough. Look, 200th game we gave it to him, but oh. I do sometimes like to think of those little things that you know. That's another two points in the four and against that we probably we gave away. But I guess if you win, keep winning, it probably doesn't matter. But um, yeah, I thought just but just a really really solid no. performance and. Uh, some some really good pleasing signs for for hopefully what's going to be a good season and and starting back again I think I think what you're going to see is is that teams teams this week will be pumped up I mean obviously they've been waiting a long time to play they've trained for a couple of weeks they're, they're all um, really really fired up about that uh, but whether that intensity will stay in the games because all the games have been pretty hot so far. Whether that whether that intensity will will keep going uh, over the the course of the next few weeks, who knows? And 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 clearly, there's going to be a challenge for us that we're going to be travelling every week. We've got to travel back from this one yet. If that if that fog rolls in, I know they're talking about that on the TV, but that that fog that was in here this morning, morning it didn't yeah. clear till about eleven o'clock, and it was an absolute was, pea soup yeah, uh, this any. morning. You, you couldn't see a hand in front of you just about. So if that rolls in again tonight, I haven't, we haven't been outside for a little while, but if that rolls in again tonight, it's probably not the best time to uh, be catching a, a, a what is a smaller plane uh, than the normal coming home. Yeah, no, I I really hope that fog doesn't roll in because it was horrible this morning. Um, but you know, nice to get a good win. Nice to know that. You know, we're going into round four um, on top of the table. And um, as far as the intensity, I think I think the games will drop off. I mean, you hear it from players all the time that they say, oh, you know, the crowd got us home or the crowd built us up, the crowd has got us back in the game. Well, at some point in the next, you know, two, three weeks, that, that crowd's not going to be there to get them up when they need them and they're going to have to find it themselves. Um, but I suspect we'll get two, two, maybe three good rounds of high intensity, and then I think that that'll sort of drop off a bit as they get into the grind of things. Um, but as I say, I think we're sitting in a great position. So if we can get the comments working over here, we'll start. I'm trying to get them up, working but maybe, our way through, maybe through if you can even grab your phone, I reckon, because okay. it's going to be a bit hard on the iPad. Um, okay, so we've got some of these comments now. It seems to me, looking at them, that uh, maybe they haven't quite come in the. Come, we're not seeing them quite in the order they came. So I think there's some people responding to each other that aren't there. So how about how about you get them up if you can do that, and sure. we'll uh, we'll go through them. But uh, certainly, um, I see we've got plenty coming through, which is great. So it's really good to to obviously have everyone back. One of the things we're actually 
um, talking about doing, we'll, we'll put something up on the greenhouse if we do go and do this, is even whether we come on it at half time. Apparently, um, Steve reckons maybe we might use the Instagram channel for that. And, and again, um, it's funny, when... when um, when we did this after round two, and there was a few people asking about using Zoom, I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> it goes to show what the uh, what the world's changed like. No one knew what Zoom was two and a half months ago. Now um, everyone seems to spend yeah, every day on some I've sort of thing. Because I've only just booted it up. Because I've only just booted up. It's okay, let's here, so, let's see if we can so get these, try these comments like coming. Sorry, we, we're just not getting necessarily getting them through. Uh, here we go. Okay, so let's go through a few. So uh, Sam's talking about something about David and Bruce. So. That's obviously not in order, but Steve Spencer's talking about nice tribute to Don Fern on the jersey. Well, that was there yeah, in the first yeah, two um, rounds as well. But uh, yeah, and she's him passing away and the funeral. That, that seems like a lifetime ago now, but uh, it was only a couple of months ago. But yeah, obviously um, that that is good on the on the jersey. I think oh, the, the Raiders season. are always really good about that sort of stuff. Yep. So um, you know, it doesn't surprise me. Do you want me to hold that so you yep. can fiddle? Okay, uh, going through the Karen Lovett saying, hope the boys get back tonight. The fog is already closing in, so we talked about that. That. Yes, it's going to be a foggy night again. Uh, Graham Wilson saying, when was the last time the Storm dropped three games in a row against the same team? I'm not too sure. It wouldn't I, happen too I, often, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, I wouldn't know who that was. They, they, they tend to be, a, if you lose one, they win the next one. So they go three yeah. straights. Yeah. Very rare. Yeah. So obviously to get them get them three times. And, 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 at, and at Amy Park is even more yeah, is even bigger. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's interesting whether, that'll, whether home ground will take... Um, as much of a difference in in these times will be interesting because obviously you don't have the the home crowd uh, and the only benefits travel and the benefits in your travel own bed. yeah well 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 you well the players slept in their own bed last night because they only go down for the day it's true but you do but it is interesting you do go you do go there and I, I think what happens is that they basically set up the rooms because they get there you know five or six hours before and they set up the rooms a bit like they would set them up. Normally, where they, so they don't get to just go into a hotel or somewhere else. They have to basically go straight from the airport to the ground, and they're inside the yep. the bubble. And so they can they can you know they've obviously got the whole ground, so they set some of that up with beds and stuff like that. If they want to have a sleep, like some players might have a sleep in the afternoon or something like that, or or do whatever. But but they are sort of sitting around for a long time. Whereas the storm obviously could stay at home and probably got there two hours before the game, like they would for a normal game. So uh, that's the difference. Um, John McClasty saying great defence from the lads. Uh, Sharon Lang saying how good was our defence? Yes, so very very good. Uh, all the talk about our mate JB, which obviously John Bateman and George Williams goes unnoticed in the lead up and has an absolute blinder. Yep, no question about that. We might carry cover Bateman a bit later. Uh, Nick Mant saying what a way to win. The defence has gotten better from last year and George is a stud. That last comment goes through the keeper. I'm not. That's your thing, Nick. Um, Isaac saying, uh, how grubby are the Storm? Oh, no, look, I thought they were probably all right tonight, to be fair. They, they got cranky in that last 10 minutes when they knew it was lost. Yeah. But, but yeah. otherwise it was otherwise it was pretty... Uh, Jason saying, what a game. Adam Noble saying, defence was the best I've seen from the Green Machine. Well, we've had some good ones over the last time. Uh, Gary Holman saying, great start to the new comp. Uh, Gavin Bryan saying, great to see you back, guys. Well, yes, it's good to be back. Uh, we can't wait to be doing this from outside a, a football ground, let me tell yeah, you. Absolutely desperate to do that, and we've got too good a team not to be doing that. So we're all praying that uh, we'll be allowed back in sooner rather than later. Uh, great to see, uh, yeah, and what a defensive effort from how great is George Williams, yes. Uh, Steve Spencer's also saying, what a welcome back to Geordie Rapana. 
Uh, Sue's saying Smith tackling around the head and neck every time. Well, he's only he, did that at least once. He did we, that at least we once. We noticed. Up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Amanda's also talking about the uh, great try saver from Tarpany. We've covered that. Uh, Boys on fire says Isaac. Gary says defence was great. Uh, Renee's saying great game. You guys smashed them. Uh, Greenhouse Forum. So this is Steve actually saying uh, incredible victory tonight. Remember everyone, Sean and Matt will aim to answer your question and respond to your comments. That's exactly what we're doing, Steve. It's... We're getting there. Yes, we're doing that. Uh, <laughs> Jason Rawls saying Nelson should grub her more often. Yeah, yeah, I think he probably should grub her as often as Papali should kick the goal. It's it's worth noting that on the Fox chat, Cronk um, was asked about that post game and um, whether he'd be getting a serve, and and he did say a big fat yes and laughed. So I'd say Nelson's going to have his ears um, sort of torn off. Yep. Uh, Troy saying defence was superb. Uh, best things we've turned around from last year and the year before. Yeah, well, let's, you know, three games in, we've got a long way to go, but uh, so far it's been good. Even Cronk said Melbourne were out of, out of ideas. Yeah, well, look, we, you know, they, they were a bit flat tonight and, and we took advantage of that, which, which is good. But look, uh, I, We mentioned it a few times that um, they just did not look as clinical. They made, they made silly errors. Um, they butchered a couple of tries. Munster butchered one. Pappenhausen butchered one. You've got Nelson bombing and grubbering. Yeah. And, um, they, they certainly were sort of out of sorts and, and a lot more drop ball than I ever remember the Storm yeah. doing. Yeah, well, and again, you know, it's, it was always a bit of an unknown how teams will go first up after after a big break. Obviously, we've never had anything like this before. So, um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be riding the storm off um, by a long way. Uh, and I, I certainly wouldn't be, you know, opening up the champagne for us yet either. It's, it's a long way to go. Uh, Sharon's saying our defence will get us to the grand final for sure. Well, let's hope so, Sharon. But as I say, um, another 17 home and away games to go yet and then finals. Uh, but but what it does mean, and I talked about in in the first couple of games, I said you know we were it was obviously a possibility at that stage we might have a shortened season, mm. and I said um, you know banking wins early was massive, and um, we've now you know you'd have to think that you know I talk about the race to thirteen each year about you know you need thirteen wins to get the finals that's just sort of your, your first aim. I mean it's probably a race to eleven now. Um, you know, you'd think 11 yeah, out of yeah. 20 would, would, would get you in. Now, obviously, we're going to do a, hopefully we're going to do a lot more, more than just scrape, scrape into in. the finals. Yeah. But um, hopefully getting that um, 11 wins, you know, we're, we're three there now. So we've got to win eight from 17 to, to make the finals. So, yeah, you know, as I say, I hope Qu- we make, quarter hope of the way there. A lot so, better yeah. there. Yeah, we're, we're almost a quarter of the way there. So, uh, yeah, uh, Sharon saying defence will get us... Yeah, so we covered that one. Mark saying that was a big win against a real contender. Yes, another Mark saying it was a great kick. And he's replying to someone else, not too sure exactly which kick he's referring to there, but it's OK. Uh, Robert saying solid effort, boys, what a win. Aaron saying hey. Uh, Amanda's questioning whether we are close to that 1.3 million uh, viewers. I'm not too sure we're quite on I, that. Maybe I, I can see 54 at the moment, and that's certainly the largest lum- number I can remember oh, seeing. Well, look, if we can get Actually, one... no, the prelim final, we got quite a few when we finally got on. Yeah, that's you know, we had to only wait an hour and a half yeah, for the internet to start working, but yeah. Anyway, yep. Yeah, no. Look, if we can get 1.3 million, then they'll we'll probably be an official media, and they'll give us a media pass. We had to go to the game, so um, let's, let's let's all watch it. Tell your friends. Um, Troy Chandler saying, "How how long will Tarpney get?" So yes. Yeah, so look, well, Good I don't question. think it was even put on report. Actually, um, it was a shoulder graze, Troy. I think, in the end. It's, yeah, it certainly looked worse. 
than I think it was. He didn't seem to make a hell of a lot of contact, but he does have priors. That's right. And so, he does have carryover points. So it's really a wait and see, but I would say it, if they're going to charge him, it's obviously going to be a week just be because, just because be of his one. I mean, look, record. If, if, that was, if that was someone with a clean record and he gets charged, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, be lose, fine, he wouldn't, probably. He wouldn't lose a week. But, but I, I don't know, someone might have all the points well, there well, and stuff um, like how that works. But if he, gets, if, he gets, if he gets charged, and let's hope he doesn't, but if he gets charged and, and, he's, and he's guilty, uh, he'll have to get a couple of weeks, you'd think, because he's got the carryovers. So... Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it won't happen. And and the fact that the fact that the referee called it a shoulder charge but didn't put it on report hopefully comes into into uh, play there. And it's not like it's not like the Hudson Young one that went forever, you know, with you know Diddy or didn't he? Mm. That it was right in front of the referee as a shoulder charge. So um, you know, if the referee didn't think it deemed being on report, then hopefully that's where it'll stay. So let we'll let's start. hope that Warrior Hardgraves, who only got fined last night rather than charged for his two incidents, yeah. um, falls our way with this one. Yeah, okay. Uh, Alison's saying, great game by the Raiders. Karen's saying, fantastic win, boys. Uh, Karen's saying, yay, over 100. I think that's how many people are watching, so it's a little bit to go to the 1.3 million, but we're getting there. Uh, Carol Ann Fay, they had my angel... They had my angel mum. She just passed and always support them. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, uh, Karen. Uh, Carol, um, obviously over this time and, and, and clearly losing anyone during this time, we would have been uh, pretty, pretty devastating. Well, it's obviously devastating whenever you lose your mum. That happened to my, uh, me seven years ago. But uh, particularly uh, thoughts go out to anyone at this time where, you know, there's been restrictions on funerals and how many people you can have and how you can have people come over and so it was just a terrible time. So uh, my condolences yeah. there. Mine too. Uh, Tarzo, oh, always good to hear from Tarzo. I've been a Canberra Raiders supporter since 1991. Never seen a strong defensive performance like that. But, uh that best Raiders match ever. I think every time we win, Tarzo says it's the best, the best ever. So it just goes up a level, doesn't it? Yeah, I think as far as Tarzo is concerned, <laughs> any next win is the best win. Um, but as far as the defence goes, it was pretty damn good. And, and you know, that's that's how we got to the grand final last year. So let's hope that continues. It's probably a good argument about that. Your best win is your next win. So um, I tend to sounds a bit that. Sounds a bit cliche, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jan Key saying, wonderful to watch the teamwork, boys. I'm not too sure if she's referring to the team or us here. but uh, Let's take the credit. Yeah, Amanda <laughs> saying, didn't connect. This is about Tarpany. Uh, and uh, Andrew is also... Andrew Dungeon uh, is also saying... Uh, Surely Tarps is fine, so let's hope that they are on those two. Or maybe we put those two on the judiciary, I think. Yep. And then match review committee. Uh, Isaac saying you guys do a great job, become a must watch and uh, last few seasons. Well, thank you, uh, Isaac. We, we enjoy doing this. As I say, we enjoy doing a lot more from outside the ground, even though it's normally a lot colder than this. But uh, we'd much rather be there. But anyway, uh, Jason's saying two running halves causes all sorts of. Uh, all sorts for the opposition. How good is that? Yes. Well, agree, agree. But the challenge will be about controlling the game at times. So that's where the jury's still out, I think, a little bit about whether um, this system will be the perfect system for for that. And, and I think it does rely on Hogson very much playing a controlling role from hooker. And not kicking on the second tackle with five minutes to go when you've just weathered the storm. Yeah, against agree. the storm. Agree. Uh, Mick Neville, always good to see. Uh, Mick, good mate of mine from uh, Queensland. Uh, actually, guy that took me to my very first game. 
Uh, created a monster, he did. Uh, great game. Uh, concerns about Williams being NRL standard gone. Hope that this is an indication of how 20, season 2020 pans oh, out. Yep. Steve doesn't like your chair. Doesn't like the chair? Yeah. Well, it's been like... there for the last half hour. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, chair's staying, Steve. <laughs> um, seriously. <laughs> Jason's saying, I think at their best, their jerseys may have touched. Oh, I think that's oh the Tuppany. Yeah, it was sort um, of a, Yeah. As I say, yeah. sh- shoulder graze uh, more than charge. But Joshua is also saying thanks for the win tonight. Okay, thank you for that. I'm not sure you're congratulating us. But uh, Karen's also saying congratulations to George Williams, stellar effort. Uh, Adam's saying team across, across the park was fantastic. Tarza also saying, uh, George Williams, my man of the match. We'll give our man of the match soon. I had my doubts, but he's proved to be, uh, he's proved us wrong. He really uh, has impressed, and his passing game and running game and defence will get it done. Yes, agree. Well, he's been very good so far. So, so far, so good. Um, but, of course, three games don't make a career, but we've a long way to go. But uh, Gary's saying, looks like we've found another good pommy. Yep, we agree. Uh, Steve's saying, uh, Stoke with great win. Uh, Andrew's saying, yeah, exactly, he didn't connect, so that's again back going back to uh, the shoulder, the shoulder, shoulder charge. Lift, yeah. uh, Nick Mance saying Jack to Jordan, I think that's going back to right our, our comments right back at the very start. John's saying Simonson could be lucky to get back into the team. Rupp's playing Ooh. well, maybe a bench spot. Well, that is that is clearly the, the risk. It wasn't a great time to get, get hurt um, and give someone else your spot, but uh, we will... Um, we will see what happens there. I mean, I, you know, Aldi obviously only got a couple of minutes. So I have made the comment before that I actually think Simonson could actually be a good bench player because I think he's actually got a bit more size and can actually uh, play in a few more positions as well. I think I think you can use him as a back row and a stretch as well. You probably can, but at the same time, we let Rapp on a go because we had Simonson and... There aren't too many thirty-year-old wingers running around, and the exception did did put on a show the other night. So, hmm. well, we'll let that one go too. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. Uh, there's plenty of other people watching. Alison saying George Williams is a great Pommy football player. Glad we have him in our team. Yeah. Look, and and I have to say that you know that I mean, you know, when these when these English guys came over here. Last, you know, obviously you'd think, you know, can you make it with your football? And so the last thing you ever thought was going to happen is what has happened in the world. So, so to be stuck on the other side of the country, sorry, the other side of the world during this time is, is not easy. We've clearly seen, you know, John Bateman talk about that and the challenges of being away from your family and stuff. I know George Williams has got his girlfriend here, but, you know, to be on the other side of the world, you come, you come over here to hopefully um, play some good footy, have a good time, enjoy the country, and you're stuck in a, I know he's living in an apartment in, in the city. Um, you know, and be stuck in an apartment in the city for for um, a month. You know, and then a couple of months, you know, a month sort of when you couldn't really couldn't go outside. And and so you know, like it's it's been a tough tough time for for those guys on the other side of the world. So um, and and clearly clearly what's happening in the UK is is a lot worse than what's happening here. Uh, Sorry, I've, Michael Robinson's come back first team to beat the Storm three times in a row at Amy Park since the Bulldogs. And I'm guessing I'm going to guess and say that was the year the Bulldogs went to a grand final. But oh, okay, there you go. Well, uh, thanks, Robo. Yeah, he's our Four, resident, in fourteen. Yep, our resident Melbourne Storm fan that uh, watches this. Um, a of mine. Um, Isaac saying belly ache, not happy. Uh, you could see that very clearly. 
I think uh, actually, I don't think he's ever. People, I don't think he's ever happy. But he was particularly unhappy I think tonight. A couple of people saying, "Are we far enough away from each other?" The camera does funny things. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> we're not doing TikTok anyway. If anyone asks about that, but uh, Troy Chandler is saying, "Looks like someone stole his lollies." I'm not too sure what that means. Uh, Bellamy's lollies might be. Uh, Tarzo, sorry if there's a noise in the background. We've got a couple of people going home out the back there. I see we're even more upset about we'll just, that. He wasn't happy about the chair. Kylie, like this, Kylie's on, been on Greenhouse Live there for the first time ever, so she might be happy with that. Uh, is it just me, or does the game seem faster with the new rules? I can't believe how many uh, made so many try-saving plays we made. It was a brutal game. I think Melbourne's underestimated us and ran out of ideas. Well, I'm not too sure they underestimated us. I think they've, no, we're a good team. But let's let's talk about those new rules. So yep. personally, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the one ref. I think that's a backward step. I think I think that uh, that was a of all the decisions that uh, Galandis has made over this time. I think that was probably the, the worst one. That uh, you don't think it's financial? Oh, well, clearly it probably is. But I think there's there's, there's other things that could save money than, than that. Sure. Um, but. Yeah, I think I think everyone will wax lyrical about one ref until someone makes a shocking call and is holding the ruck or something. No one picks it up, and and then we'll be back to square one. So I'm not a I'm not a big believer that um, one ref's a good idea. I think that the two refs was a much better idea. I'm happy enough with the ruck infringement keeping it going and the, the restart of the, the set. I think that's probably a uh, a good move, um, but. Uh, yeah, I think I think keeping it quicker is is good, but but I'd 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 hold off wax lyric being wax lyricling about this uh, for a little while longer, to be honest. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, look, I I must admit I'm 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 okay with the one ref at the moment because I think. I don't think I've seen a glaring error that they've missed. I think they've done a pretty good job. And we mentioned during the, the game that at least one of the touch judges is actually a full-time ref at the moment. Yeah. And so theoretically, they might be actually giving us some reasonable input rather than just the random things that you know people hate about touchies. Um, as far as the six again, I think that's worked really well to this point. Um, I think the Roosters have already figured out a way around it. And the idea is if you give one away, you just then stand offside on the next one so you can reset your line with an offside. Um, and I think we did that a couple of times tonight to good effect too, which was probably a good idea. Um, but that's a by the by. But as far as the rules go, I think you've got to give it six weeks. Yeah. Um, the NRL likes a shiny new toy to play with. Yeah. And, and this year or this part of the season, this six again rule is, is it. So let's give it six weeks and see where we are again in six weeks before we really make a judgment call. But so far, so good, in, in my opinion. And I think everyone's also forgotten the other new rules that came in, which are only in the third round of the new rules. So things like things like the scrum, well, the, 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 the 2040, there probably hasn't been too many of those, but, but no. also the, um, the, uh, where you can set the scrum, I think. And I, we talked about this right in the previous show. Um, well, I think it was a massive rule change. And we saw that, we saw that tonight with the Storm getting a, a, a set... Um, in the middle there, and and they very much were able to break quickly, and and you've got to move quickly because you've got you've got six players in the scrum that have got to get out. So when you're able to set from the middle, you very much do get a you get a you get a four on three, uh, or so you get your four on one side, three on the other, and you very much do get the opportunity to um, take some one on ones there with plenty of space. So and I think that's still gonna that's still gonna play out as to as to how big of a difference that'll make. I, I still think that'll make a massive difference. We also, people have forgotten about that rule change. I mean as I say it's only the third game with it. We also talked about how to break that down and we did that. 
Um, the one late in the game where Munston got turned back inside because our outside backs rushed up, they turned him back inside. What happened? What happened two seconds after the player got tackled? So he came back inside. And... Munster ran to the right. Um, uh, Rapana and Croker rushed up, forced him back inside. The scrum had all broke, and he ran back into all the forwards in the end. What happened after he got tackled? We gave away a penalty, didn't we? So we did for doing what? Breaking early. Yeah. That's the way you shut it down. Yeah. You give away the penalty. And I think that's going to be the way things happen with those yeah. sorts of things. Yeah. Um, so I think we debugged it before it started and it happened tonight. Just like I think the, the way around the six again is to just give away an offside penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Look, that's, that's, that's true, I think. Uh, Mike was saying, great, what a win. Uh, Jason's <laughs> saying, belly eight looks happy. Uh, Mark got it. Steve Spencer's saying that they should just use Zoom for the bunker. Uh, John McCluskey, the uh, game is definitely faster. Yeah, well, I think it's faster because it's, it's, it's you know, obviously you have had no injuries. We couldn't train for months, so you know, there's, there's that, and I think there's a whole heap of enthusiasm. You know, I'm not, I'm not totally convinced that the way the football is being played this week is the way it's going to be played in six weeks' time. We also see interpretations change over the course. Um, and I still think it's going to be a grind. I think there's no crowds for, well, as I say, hopefully for not that long, but uh, potentially for a little while. I think will be a grind. It, it's not in the first week because everyone's excited. And, and I think the same for fans as well. So everyone's excited. The footy's back and there's something on. That's, that's great. But, but as, that, as that goes on over the next few weeks, if, if we're not getting there, and hopefully at least the, the thought of crowds coming back soon hopefully is a, is a positive for, for that. But... Um, I still think that's going to be a grind. So I, I think it'll be interesting to see. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be totally. Con- Actually, if I had those, I, 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 so much I think the teams will figure these new rules out, and things will slow down in a few yeah. weeks. But um, for the moment, it's great. Uh, Connor saying, "Can Channel Nine put us on TV now?" Well, we know the answer to that. That that's been. Um, I think we're on TV on Channel Nine next week, actually. But um, we're not. On I Channel think it 9. is the first of three. Yeah, yeah, we're not on Channel Nine that often, which is obviously. Um, Disappointing from a commercial point of view, and obviously for those that don't have um, Foxtel, personally, I um, or a Telstra membership on your phone. Yes, there's a few other ways to watch it, but yeah, and hopefully, I think there's some free trials with KO and stuff like that now too. So hopefully, they'll um, people will be able to watch it anyway, um, and and potentially, particularly if you go to New South Wales, you might be able to pub and watch it um, next week. But uh, Amanda's also saying, uh, I think she's um, keen on the on the rule changes. Uh, Andy saying hello, which is great. Uh, I think there's a bit more comment about the the fastest the game. Everyone seems to enjoy that. Andy also loves being the storm. I can't disagree with that. Uh, Alison saying one ref is good. We should never change two refs in the first place. Well, we agree to disagree there, Alison. I, I think we should have two refs, and I think we should have two refs now personally. But we'll see how that goes. People often yearn for the old days. It seems I'm, I'm not too sure why at times. Um, Cam Smith seemed to be doing a lot of late tackling flops on tackle. Yeah, well, he does it a fair bit. Um, Cam Smith seemed lost tonight. Well, look, I won't worry about Cam Smith. He's, um, I think he's going to be a good player still. Uh, mm, is saying we seem to have great depth. Oh, I'm not too sure about that. We didn't. Oh, you're right. We didn't have Simonson or Bateman, and we still won. But um, but outside of that, we, we wouldn't want to get too many injuries because we are a bit short um, at the moment. We'll talk a bit about the players who have, who have gone over this period. Um, soon uh but uh yeah we are still a little bit short so we wouldn't want to get too many injuries i wouldn't think we could be playing some pretty well, experienced players. we used 26 players last year and currently i think we've got 27 on the roster yeah. so you know that's that's how thin we are at yeah. the moment and, yeah. and uh, yeah 
here. Uh, yeah, you know, Jason's saying fans and, and commentators being positive. Yep, there's a lot to be excited about. Uh, Mick Neville's talking. We about we didn't kick. we didn't really mention Papa's two hundredth game, other than the fact that he was kicking because of it. Um, so that he's he's probably worth a shout as a congratulations for getting that far. Yeah. Oh, look, and he was very good early. Yeah. I mean, look, well, and it's still quite a young age too, just partly. I mean, he's he's done that in I think about eight or nine years to get to two hundred games. And and if you look that. There's only someone put up the other day the the list of the like players. If you there's only about ten or eleven players that have made it for the Raiders to two hundred games, and and if if he plays the next month, he's going to pass three or four of those. So I think Dave Fernan was right on two hundred. I think uh, Tilsey was two hundred one. He's probably one that maybe if people were trying to guess who the top ten was, I think people he, would probably he, forget him. But him, yeah. but uh, yeah, Tilsey. Um, I think Laurie Daly only played 204. Ricky Stewart himself, I think, played just over 200. So I think Papali goes past him um, with only a few few weeks. So, so, um, you know, Jason Croker obviously um, well out in front. Jared Croker catching him and and probably will pass him. Um, But then you've got Daly and and Steve Walters. He's... Yeah, by another season, I think they'll be about, be about the only ones ahead of him. So, you know, he's had a great career for the for the Raiders and just getting better and better all the time. So, uh, But I think he's had one kick go on. I think that's probably where it should look. It's in stay, I think. Or at um, least wait another 100 games before he gets another yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, Sam's also talking about George Williams. He's talking a little bit about Bateman. We'll come to that. Uh, Dom's asking, do you think George Williams could play Origin? Yorkshire is in Queensland, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's probably true. Yeah, he, yeah, that's probably true. He probably could play for um, play for Queensland. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, Steve's now saying we've just moved into number one for um, odds-on favourites to win the premiership. Oh, look, that'll jump around everywhere. I mean, yeah, good. I'm, I don't get too excited about that. Uh, yeah, oh, let's hope. Let's hope. Uh, let's hope uh, we win the premiership in the end. But you know, who's favourite doesn't make much difference. Uh, oh, there's a lot of talk about Bateman. We'll come to that. Uh, now, Sam's also saying Dumas Louis best game by country mile. He didn't get many minutes, but I thought he. I thought he. Um, I thought he gave us um, a fair bit early on. I thought you know him, and what that showed is that all our props, so particularly guys like. Um, so Papali's obviously a superstar as a front row. But guys like Louis and um, Soliola have got a job to do to just keep that um, to keep that momentum going. And they do that. Mm. And they do that really, really well. So um, that's the sort of job that they want. I think, you know, Gula coming on, and I think Gula was fantastic in the first two games. He was good today. Um, I think he's going to be... You know, a, a level above. Um, Horsburgh's, Horsburgh's probably going to push for Origin this year. I'm Most definitely. a long, long way away. But so we've got a few stars. But but some of those next lot are then very, very um, solid players and and do the job. So um, that's that's very, very um, good to see. And and Louis got his steal. He tried all for a long time in that first stint to try and pinch one, but he got he got a steal late in the second half. So he was pretty stoked with that one. Yeah, yeah. And someone's actually talked about that. Chris talked about that. Uh, yeah, lots of positive stuff coming there, Kate, as well. Uh, best win. Uh, yeah, we had a hundred at the start of the video. We've now got thirty-one, Nick. So maybe people are getting bored. Um, 
Oh, what is there? That's You've only just caught up to Steve's right. chair, so you better you better fast forward a bit. Yeah, he thought it was a concrete plinth in the lounge room. I don't know why we'd have that, Steve, but anyway. Uh, yeah, uh, apparently the biggest loss for the Storm at Amy Park since losing 24-4 versus Manly round 11, 2018. Was that the one where... Um, that might have been the one where Curtis Scott got sent off, actually. Um, Could have been. Might, might, be, might be wrong there. It'd be uh, pretty coincidental. Yeah. Uh, the Kotrick knock-on was a ridiculous call. Yeah, that was the one where we did the... The bicep the, touch, the yeah. challenge, yeah. Uh, but And we sort of gave that challenge away at the wrong time because there was a couple straight after that next two or three Curt- minutes. You would have Curtis Scott challenge. had it... Was it Curtis Scott that had it raked out about 60 seconds later? Yeah. It might have been. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeez, there are some comments from questions that we asked a long time ago. Uh, now, Andy's saying hopefully crowds back by the, in the start of July. Well, let's hope so. We'll see what happens with, with all of that, Andy. I, I, I hope we can do that. And let's hope that maybe Greenhouse Live could be uh, invited back. Andy, um, actually, Dunamis was the one that made our first error tonight, so he, he dropped the ball first. Um, but, you know. I'm surprised Steve didn't mention that. Yeah. Um, should we be watching the Warriors after they're trancing the Dragons? Well, I wouldn't worry too much about the Warriors right at the moment. They they were going to fire up today um, and see how they go for a while. W- worth noting that Murchie actually got a run today and he looked all right. Yeah, yeah, good luck to him. Good luck to him. We, we'll talk about that, actually. Don't let me forget that. Yep. Uh, and I think we've probably pretty much caught that up. Uh, oh, John's talking about the cowbell. So, yes, they seem to have... So they've taken this... We did hear that a couple of times. So they, yep. they've obviously taken this crowd off of different teams and stuff, and they've always got that cowbell in um, in uh, Melbourne. In their recording, and yeah, it seemed it seemed to be a bit strange when that came up, but uh, yeah, look, I, that, even more so because they're using a bell sound for that repeat set yeah, six thing, and yeah. I kept hearing the cowbell well, and thought it was a repeat. Here tonight watching, so we were probably shouting at the TV <laughs> that loud enough. So we had enough crowd noise here, but um, yeah, I, I, look, I, look, I guess they're trying trying different things. I'm, I'm a little bit sort of on the fence about whether that's a good thing or not, but. Um, I can understand why they're trying it. Um, and I think we've probably covered most of that. So, All right, so let's let's move on to the three guys that have moved on yep. in, in the recent past. We'll start with Murchie because I just talked about him. He obviously uh, was talked about as leaving the club uh, pre-season, um, going to the Warriors, and then it all got quashed. And I think it kind of got quashed because Bateman's injury and the Raiders were holding him as a, as a potential depth thing. And then, of course, COVID hit and, you know, Bateman's basically basically ready to go now, and so they sort of rubber-stamped it. So um, he got a run today, and he actually looked all right. Um, he did make their one and only error, which cost them a perfect perfect game as, as per the baseball. I think they got 43 of 44 sets. Oh, did they? Well, uh, look, good luck to the Warriors. But, um, look, uh, well, I think, I think Murchie looked like he was on the way out. Clearly, in those first couple of weeks, too, the Warriors weren't the place to go because... Where we you just stand in the middle of the road and hope hope they pass you was sort of thing. You don't you go you get traded to the Warriors, but where do you fly to? Was almost the case that um, so you know he's gone there now. He's probably the first player to ever have played for the Warriors without setting foot in. Oh, he probably has when he was playing for Raiders, but without setting foot in New Zealand uh, as a Warriors player. Um, look, he was one I think was was a big hope for us, but he was he'd fallen off a bit and was sort of struggling. He probably needed that change. Um, the other two that the other two he got he got stuck behind a couple of internationals that were pretty yeah. handy too, so yeah. that doesn't help. Yeah, to me he he probably f- went in and out of games a little bit too much, but um, good luck to him at the new club, and we thank him for for being at the Raiders. The, the other two that I wouldn't talk about is is the two that the two that left 
really due to the circumstances that of we're COVID, in at the moment. Yeah. So, so Luke Bateman, who who particularly who played seventy one games for us, and I, I was I was a real fan of him. I, I met him a number of times. He thought he was a fantastic guy. Um, you know, Bato. Bado uh, was a great workhorse for us and probably got injured last year at the wrong time, couldn't get back into the side and couldn't quite get over that injury. Um, I can understand why him and, and JJ Collins left. Um, it goes to show the difficulties. You know, there's Obviously, a lot of guys get paid a lot of money in rugby league and they're on good salaries, so even when they're losing a bit of money here, it's, you know, it's, 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 they're still getting very well paid. Um, some of the guys at the bottom end, though, are, are not. And, and, and when you're losing your, your fair bit of your salary, and, and of course the way that was, you know, I think it's 20%, but it's, it's not 20% of like your weekly salary now, or they get paid monthly, I think, but your weekly salary because it's like 20% of your whole year. So the first six months you've got paid. Mm. And, you know, I think, I think this COVID thing's probably shown there's a lot of people that are living um, paycheck to paycheck. So... Um, it's hardly surprising that, that some people on, you know, better than average wage, but, but not fantastic wages from rugby league are also going to struggle if that money goes. As well as, you know, there's a lot of sacrifices to make as, as players with this now, that they are, they are under a lot more restrictions than what the rest of the community is and, and probably will be for a while. So, and, and of course, there's no second-tier comps, so they're probably training... Not really in the mix to play, and Bateman still Bateman was still injured. So the question was there, you know, maybe you could go and make more money going back home. It wasn't necessarily what you wanted to wanted to do. Um, staying staying in Canberra, being within that bubble. I think there was some relationship things with Bato as well. Um, so you know that that sort of thing made it made it pretty hard. So it's it's sad that that he left. I think probably both Bateman and Collins wouldn't have probably got a contract after this year anyway. But, um, yeah, but particularly for Bato, JJ Collins was only here for, for a little while, but for, particularly for Bato, it, you know, he was one I think can walk away very proud of his, his career that, you know, for a guy that wasn't particularly big, um, to play prop for most of those games and to, and to really give a lot of good service to the Raiders, he's one that, you know, can look in the mirror every day and say that he gave his, his NRL career the absolute best shot. He'll go back and he'll probably play for South Logan in um, Queensland Cup next year. If he gets himself fit again, you know, a lot of clubs could do a lot worse than taking a punt on him in the next couple of years and, and having him in, in their squad. Mm. He's, he's a solid player. Um, and Colin's probably, probably a bit the same too. I think he probably wasn't in Ricky's plans that you saw that... Um, Played one game last year, and then he, he was brought in for that last game against the Warriors when um, we were really focusing on the next week. And even then, he still didn't get a run. So That's right. that probably you know showed where his colours were at. So, um, but you know, thanks to both of those guys. Um, I also want to talk about um, Noel Bissett passing away. So we talk about local uh, rugby league. Uh, Noel Bissett ran the local rugby league for a long, long time with a referee in the. In the in the local stuff, I think he was also involved with the the top league at, at some stage as well. So he passed away during during this time as well. Um, so and he's a Raiders life member. So mm-hmm. uh, condolences to the family there. Um, and yeah, so so there was those sort of things. We obviously got Jordan Rapana back during this time, um, which is which is good. Um, there's probably a space for another player or two where you quite get them at the moment. I'm not sure, um, but we'll see see how we go. 
Yeah, so the only other elephant in the room is, of course, John Bateman. So um, I'll let you go first and then I'll, and then I'll sort of come in after. Because I've already had a question about this um, with the Green Machine guys on Tuesday. So um, obviously there was a lot of kerfuffle, I'm assuming it was last weekend now, uh, with James Hooper who started it with a couple of different articles and then Bateman came out on Twitter and all that sort of stuff. So how about you fill in what, what your take is and, and how you're feeling about it and then I'll um, add my bit. Well, the first thing I'll say is that what I really hate about rugby league, and I probably this is probably the I think the worst thing in the game, is you've got you know we've had two months of not playing footy, and suddenly we're now about to come back again, and the whole talk's about twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two, you know, this, and it that just seems ridiculous to me that we have we have all this talk about next year all the time. You know, I'm I'm interested about this year, and and he's definitely a Raiders player for this year. Hopefully, he'll be back back um, fit. Um, Look, I think, and I also think it's disappointing where players are contracted that they then start being shopped around mid-contract. And look, I have no problems with with players trying to earn as much money as they can. They're obviously in it for a short time. Um, But to me, I I don't like seeing players being shopped around under contract. And, you know, because if he had come and he'd been a flop, he still would have got paid that money. So, you know, it doesn't seem to work both ways at times. I, I also... but. Look, I hope he stays because he's a very good player. But I think if we're going to be a successful side, you've got to pick your players and say, this is how much we're going to pay them. And if they're not, if they if they can get a better offer somewhere else, you've got to then you can't break the bank because every dollar you up that for John Bateman is a dollar you can't spend on someone else. So you know there's a, there's an opportunity cost there every time. So. Um, to me, and, and if you believe that article in the in the Telegraph, I think it was, it should have showed this was sort of our top five or six players and how much there were maybe seven or eight players and how much they were getting paid, you'd probably say that was pretty spot on and you'd actually probably say that's probably why we're a pretty good side at the moment. There's not, they're, they're, they're probably at about the market rate and not over that. So I think you've seen the Melbourne Storm be very, very successful for a long time and they've they really had a policy, I think, you know, obviously they had, some issues, you know, they had, yep. but but certainly outside of that, but they've they've had a policy really. They wanted to keep uh, Slater and Cronk and uh, Smith and uh, and um, Inglis. Is that who you're thinking of? Probably Inglis, although he left as well. The, the but, Bromwich boys, maybe. Yeah, Bromwich maybe, but but particularly they let they let guys like Blake Green go, who was a good player for them. They let Widdop. they let Falau go. They let Widdop go when they got offered a lot of money. So they even let Gi go. Yeah, Inglis went as well. So um, you know, Falau went to the Falau went to the Broncos, and then he went to yes. AFL, didn't he? Yeah. So you know, they were they were willing to to sort of say this is the price. This is where um, where we're at, and we're going to protect our, our top one or two players, and not sort of go outside that. So, I think the reality is that you've got to then go and say, players, you know, this is what we can afford to pay him. Hopefully, you'll stay for that. If he goes, and I know some of the comments that were up there tonight were about, um, you know, if he goes to like the Titans or he goes to the Bulldogs or something like that, John Bateman, you know, he's going to be in a pretty ordinary side, and and you know, these guys get paid pretty good money. He may as well go back to England and get paid a lot of money. He's probably going to be the highest paid player in the comp if he goes back. So he may as well go back there and get, live at home and he can have his daughter around you know, every night. And, and if, or, boy, can, can, if he wanted to come here and have the challenge of playing NRL and playing in a really good side, he hasn't got too many better options than the club he's got at the moment. 
is is my view. So look, I hope he stays. I think he's been very very good for us, but you've got to draw the line on on players because we've got to have a whole list and and I wouldn't be selling the farm for a back rower. Yeah, I think that's all pretty fair. Um, we'll, we'll hit those couple of nails on the head when, when we get to it. But the first one was, no, John Bateman didn't um, ask for four releases as he replied the following day that he's actually got a negotiation clause in his contract. That, As far as I see it, I see that as a... Anyone can go and ask for a valuation on their home. They don't have to be looking to sell. They just want to know what they got. Um, and in this instance, I think Bateman wants to know what he's worth so that when he does have a chance to go to the negotiation table, he knows where he stands. Yeah, and, I've got no, and I've got no qualms with that, and that's fine, and that's within his contract. Um, I think a lot of this has come from his manager, and it's something in the NRL that bugs me a lot because managers have a lot to account for for this, some of this media speculation stuff. Um, but as far as the Raiders not breaking the budget or breaking the bank for, for players, Ricky's already come out and said that that's the way they stand. Um, I honestly think something will get worked out at the end, he probably won't get quite as much as what he wants, but he'll get something better than what he's on. Um, everyone will end up being happy. But, you know, he, he's not going to go to another team that's going to be able to pay him the kind of money he wants. The teams that are going to pay him the money he wants are going to be teams at the bottom of the table looking to find good players to get a club started or retrenched or, you know, reworked, whatever. They've got to find a marquee player that might drag some more people along with him. Um, and if you look at John Bateman's career, he's not that kind of guy. He goes to good clubs and wants to win premierships. Yeah. So um, I don't see him going to a bottom feeder team for the paycheck. I think he'd. Wow. I honestly think he'd be at worst going to a mid-level team and try and bring them up. But I don't see him going to the cellar. Well, and and you, and you see, you see that you know, look like. How's how's it going for Kevin Proctor going to the Titans? I mean, they, got... they actually mentioned him the other day on this exact conversation yeah. and said he, if he had it all back, he'd probably do something different. And interestingly well, enough, we were the other choice, and look where we've ended up. Look where the Titans did. Well, exactly. So you know, and 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 we've been in the position the Titans have been in, and a couple of other sides. So where where you know you're trying to battle to get that marquee player, and to actually maybe you know, as I could see with someone like the Titans or the Bulldogs, probably go and say, well. If we get someone like John Bateman, he might be the catalyst for our, our you know, revival. And we, we tried that a lot. We, we then failed to get a lot of those guys, but um, and not too many of them we'd regret now, actually. There's a few of them. Tedesco had... is the, Tedesco, the, the one well, we Tedesco, missed. Tedesco's a big one, obviously, and, and, but he, 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 um, he signed and then left. But, but others that we had a crack at, I mean, Mansour's hasn't had a great time really since he's been injured most of the time. Proctor, uh, I'm trying to think of who else it was. It was a couple Ennis. Of, well, Ennis we got... Well, look, Ennis would have been very good for us. I, you know, I, 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 I don't think we would have regretted if we had got Michael Ennis. We obviously got Hogson, who's was, is going to have a much longer career than, than Ennis did, but but uh, we wouldn't have regretted if we got Ennis. If we had, we had had Ennis, we would have been having a real crack at that 2016 Premiership as well. Um, but... I guess in the long run we did in in coaching um, way, but um, you know, and I think going back, Kamali was another one we had a crack at. But um, yeah, look, look, who knows um, what will happen with that? But but we'll wait and see. But as I say, I just hate that we're having that discussion about next year when we should be focusing on this year because um, this if this nothing proves anything about life that what's happened in the last few months shows that you never know what's around the corner. So um, let's hope we can focus on this year's premiership. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about um, as well, sort of obviously we haven't got any second tier to talk about, but the, the local league, um, 
for I know there's probably people watching this who may be involved in the local league too. So hopefully, hopefully local rugby league can come back as well. And there's a very very good interview that's it's on the greenhouse. It's linked on there in the pathways thing with Mark Bagano, who works for the Raiders, who who looks after all the local footy. I think well worth listening to as to you know the issues around getting local footy back. But hopefully we'll get that. Hopefully kids who are watching this. It's probably past their bedtime. I know we've been talking forever, but um, kids who are watching this play local footy, you know, hopefully you guys will be able to get back on the park soon. And I think some of the training's about to start to come back and and stuff like that. So we really do hope that we'll see rugby league not only at this level but at at all levels um, in the next month or two. I think we might have to wrap it up because I think the thing's about to go on us. Um, but yeah, there's there's no extra games to talk about. There's no. Um, sort of extras that we usually wrap up at the end to, okay, to wrap so up with three, scores. Two, one, and, then we'll, so, and then we'll talk about next week. So, yep. so uh, three, two, one. For me, uh, one to Hogson, two to Nickel Clockstead, who I just thought sort of had a fantastic game. And I actually don't think it was that far away from being man of the match either. But no, man of the match was George Williams. He, he had a fantastic game. Just just absolutely out of the box and um, should give us a lot of confidence for, for going for the rest of the year because that was probably where we had a, a few questions as to whether um, we were going to get a good replacement there? Uh, my three and my two are the same for, for the same reasons, but I've gone Tarpany for one. Um, that that tri-saver um, with 15 to go basically kept the Melbourne away from from having that sort of revival or last-ditch effort to try and run us down. So I think that turned the game. Um, I think he made a few... A few good plays in the end, and then then got a you know cherry pick try, which is always nice. But that was my one. Okay, um, and then of course next week we've got uh, Newcastle, so at, at home mm. at Campbelltown, which I know sounds ridiculous, but there's been a lot of things that sound ridiculous over the last few months. But uh, look, I mean, we'll talk about that. I mean, the the, the Campbelltown thing is obviously disappointing to a certain degree because you know it's, it's a bit rough that we can't get to play at home, but. Um, I think my view on that is that with these um, these sort of things coming back, they, they wanted to have um, as few venues as possible. Now, you can then argue why have you got Townsville and Melbourne, but my initial argument with that was that uh, those teams didn't have to fly to home games. Oh, sorry, would have had to fly to home games if they were elsewhere. Um, it does seem a bit strange now that I think they let us, they're going to fly us to Campbelltown and drive back or something or other. Um, seems a bit strange, but uh, look, it is what it is for the next, um, I think, four home games we've got to play in uh, Campbelltown. Um, in some ways, I think that'll galvanise the team. I think, you know, these these trips away, uh, they very much are isolated. And in some ways, I, I made the comment on this in Greenhouse, is that some ways now with the protocols around the players, they, they have a good win. They just go drive home and that's it. You know, they certainly can't go to nightclubs or there's no nightclubs open, but, you know, go out and enjoy themselves after it. So um, to actually have that bus trip home, um, I think will be a fair bit of fun and, you know, obviously controlled to a certain degree, but um, they'll have a few beers and, and enjoy that. So if they have a win and they can then come back with that, I'm not too sure that's going to be a, a huge impediment to them. Obviously, travelling before the game, whether that'll, whether that'll wear over the course of the season is, is a danger, but... It is what it is. The, the, the comp had to sort of bow to the broadcasters with this. That's why we've only got three, home, three games on TV as well, which does seem rough again, but, you know, they were going to bend over backwards to what the broadcasters wanted, so that's what it, that's what it is. I just hope that maybe by that last game two at Campbelltown, maybe some of us will be able to go, and that I just hope that we can come back to Canberra after that and, and have... 
I don't think we'll be able to have a full crowd initially, but hopefully we'll be able to have some people going and we might be taking in turns to go. It sounds like members are getting the first crack in. Well, as they should, as they should. (laughs) And hopefully people who do Greenhouse Live will get a good crack as well. But uh, it's an appeal to Jason or Don, who might be watching this. Uh, But, um, yeah, let's hope that we're we're back as as a group. And and whilst it's great to communicate like this, it'd be great to be back with all the Raiders fans again. Well, I think that we better leave it there because, one, I think the microphone's about to die and, two, it's basically 11 o'clock. So, so, um, it's great to be back. Obviously, that was a very long one. We try not to be this long every night, but for the first one back, we'll let it slide. Um, For another week, go the green machine. Go Raiders.